Hey, Keenan, how do I look? You look like a big-ass prom queen. Run the theme. This is Real Buzz Takes with the Real Buzz Crew. Come on, player, you know how we do. Pull up a chair, crack open a brew. Review your favorite movie, and we keep it cool. Ridiculous reels and a six-pack of both. So get comfy, raise your glass, and let's toast. Ridiculous reels and a six-pack of both. So get comfy, raise your glass, and let's toast. This is Real Buzz Takes with the Real Buzz Crew. Come on, pimpin', you know how we do This is Real Buzz Takes with the Real Buzz Crew Come on, pimpin', you know how we do Welcome to another episode of Real Buzz Takes We are the Real Buzz Crew To my left, we have Keenan Robertson He is a regular on this podcast, obviously One of the founding podcasters Say hello, Keenan Hello, Keenan Hello, Keenan. And we have a very special guest today, Ian Galley. Ian, you're a great friend of mine from high school. Say what's up. What's up? All right. So let's <laughs> let's go ahead and get into it. So today's uh, film is obviously Half Past Dead, starring Steven Seagal, uh, Ja Rule, and a bunch of other people. Oh, Morris Chestnut, actually. He should be mentioned. But Morris then Chestnut, a, yeah. A, like Mike, right? Yes. Yeah. And that's then a, I thought, yeah. Mm, old snap. a bunch of other people no one knows or cares about. Uh, the release date for this film was November 15th, 2002. Oh, snap. Are you serious? I wouldn't make that up. Well, that's uh, we're almost celebrating the 17th anniversary of this movie being released. And we're recording this on November the 10th. Oh, that's and a good so in five days, maybe by the time this releases, it will be uh, the anniversary. So congratulations. Celebrate. 17 years of this movie existing. Wow. I mean, yeah. Thank God. Thank you, man. That was wonderful. I'm glad you brought that to the podcast. That's all improv right there. <laughs> uh, directed by Don Michael Paul. He also wrote the film. Uh, he, his career after this film, which was his only feature film to hit theaters, was known for a lot of direct-to-stream or direct-to-DVD sequels to a lot of shitty movies. So he did Lake Placid, the final chapter. He did Tremors 5 Bloodlines. That was the best, Tremors. I, I agree. <laughs> Tremors 5 was the best. Uh, Kindergarten Cop 2. They with, made a sequel to that. They huh? did with All Dolph right. Lundgren. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, no, that, that's a recent release, too. That's within the last five years. Uh, and then there was Death Race 4 Beyond Anarchy, which I didn't see. The I, saw, I think I may have seen the first Death Race, which was with Jason Statham, but I don't recall the subsequent three i don't know if i've ever watched that one sober i don't i i've never oh no i haven't watched it sober i don't think i've seen a death race movie but death race four beyond anarchy sounds like it's a sequel to sons of anarchy and death race which would be a great crossover that would be great we should we should write that down yes well i don't know if jackson come back man he was hit by a semi well you know zombie land yeah okay we'll go with that let's just move on all right so um this film starring, obviously, Steven Seagal as Sacha, Sasha Petrasevich, Petrasovich. It's, it's Eastern European. Nostrovia. Yeah. <laughs> Morse Chestnut as 49er1 slash Donald Johnson. And then... Uh, wait, I, wait, wait. His name was Don Johnson? It Donald, was. It's Donald Robert Johnson. Yeah, it Donald was. Donald Robert Johnson. Don Bob Johnson. I'm Don Johnson. All right. I didn't know that. 49 or well, 1, I, I picked up on that. But. Yeah, 49 or 1. Uh, and obviously, I think the performance of the entire movie, Nick Frazier is Ja Rule, or Ja Rule's Nick Frazier, excuse me. And then uh, uh, Naya, or Nia Peoples, as 49 or 6. She was the second in command. Was she the uh, chick from um, Pineapple Express, like the police officer that helps no, out the... No. That's, that's, uh, Dude, that's Rosie that? Perez. Oh. oh. She looks nothing These like... These motherfucking deeds. Rosie, Rosie Perez. Perez. Yeah. No, uh, no, no. That was not Rosie Perez. Well, never mind. She was three feet taller and a lot less black. Well, I, 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 Naya Peoples looks familiar to me. This whole movie, I was like, who is this knockoff Kate Beckinsale from uh, uh, Underworld? She's she like did look like leather. that. She definitely did look like yeah. that. Right on. And then the last uh, cast member I think that's worth mentioning is Tony Plana. Plana, maybe Plana, as uh, the warden. El Fuego? Yes. yes. He was good. I liked his intermittent, like, just random Spanish phrases. Orale. That, 
I don't know any Spanish. That, right no, yet. no, right. Like I don't. That, that's the thing that I think it was funny was he just kept using these Spanish phrases that no one else clearly understood. Yo tengo mucho no dinero, puta. The the one that you I want did, to come to the prison. Yeah. <laughs> the one I did understand was when uh, he told it was forty nine or six, the female version. Uh, she came back to him and they were talking and he told her to kiss his ass in Spanish and that's the only phrase I ever understood. Yeah, I I, I did appreciate that he would just Beso mi culo. That's all I, that's all I understood. Beso mi culo. No, yeah. I, it was the comprende. That's what I got out of it. Yeah. That was Comprende. What does that mean? Uh, comprehend? No. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's sorry. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, uh Real Buzz Spanish uh, is coming on Tuesdays. Real Buzz takes on Wednesdays. <laughs> Press the sat button. Yeah. Like, follow, share. Please. Oh, yes. And God damn it. I forgot to mention this at the top of the show. We do have uh, a Facebook page. We do have a Twitter and we do have um, Instagram. an Instagram. So Real Buzz Crew on Instagram at Real Buzz Takes on Facebook and on Twitter at also Real Buzz Crew. Please follow us. Message us. Tell us anything. We also have an email address. Real Takes at gmail.com. Feel free to um Send any message to us. Uh, you know, give us some feedback. If you want a movie that, we, if you want to suggest a movie that you think is good that we should do, do that. We are open, so please uh, contact us on social media and email. So let's move on to the cast. We have Steven Seagal. So before this, he was mostly known for Exit Wounds with DMX. He he had this run where he was working with you know <laughs> early two thousands rappers, DM, <laughs> DMX and Ja Rule. And uh, also known for early Under Siege and On Deadly Ground. So that's what he was mostly known for before this film. Uh, which are all, honestly, not bad movies. Other than Exit Wounds. Exit Wounds is bad. But On Deadly Ground and Under Siege are actually really good movies. They're good action. Good early 90s action movies. I think I've seen Under Siege before. That's where he's like the naval captain or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and there was yeah. a sequel. There was Under Siege 2. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just... Uh, Steven Seagal, he's just a overall badass, right? We, that's just how everyone knows him. That's kind of what he is. Even though he's kind of corny and everything, but he's just that... Um, movies for guys who like movies kind of action hero. He is, but he, he also is actually um, well-trained in martial arts. I think he... No, I know. He was uh, the first person in Japan to actually open a dojo in Japan that wasn't Japanese. So he actually is uh, really well-accredited in martial arts. I don't know which form, but I know he's he's definitely... So what he does in the movies, he's definitely studied. Very well. And then after this... So this was honestly, and I'm going to ruin Tipsy Trivia here, this was the last uh, theatrical release movie he had. Every other movie has come just been like a direct to... DVD or um, streaming release since then. This got a theatrical release? It did. This it was seems his... like a straight-to-DVD <laughs> movie. No, this was his last theatrical release. I the reason everything else went to. Yeah, yeah. And yes, I think that's accurate entirely, and I think you're absolutely right. Um, he had... Okay, he was a part of one more movie after this that had a theatrical release, and it was Machete. Machete. Ma- uh, so I've never seen it. Machete. That's worth a watch. That's a good movie. It's totally out there. I'm sure that would be perfect for this podcast. Very stylized. Yeah. We'll do machete. Machete. Um, and he's also known for after this going crazy and I don't know if he lives in Russia or if he just if he just spends a lot of time there, but he seems to be spend a lot of time in Steven Russia. Steven Seagal? Yeah. Really? I did not know that. You didn't know that? He probably yeah. trains with Putin. It was actually he acquired Serbian citizenship. January oh. 10th, 2016. Okay, so he so he is a citizen of Serbia. Correct. Okay. So Far East. Well, not Far East. I guess Eastern, Eastern Europe. Europe. Eastern Europe. The yeah. Eastern Bloc. He says uh, Nostrovia when he drinks. He also is known for, uh, I say briefly, he had a few seasons of a reality TV show where he was an actual police officer. What? Yeah. Wasn't he like a ranger or something? Like yeah. No, no. Uh, he was with, uh, he was a deputy with the Jefferson Sheriff Par- or sorry, Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Department in Louisiana. He was an, an actual deputy. I, I would like to get pulled over by Steven Seagal. See how that traffic stop went. Yeah, the name of the series was called Steven Seagal Lawman. <laughs> Steven Seagal Lawman. The Lawman. I'm your friend. I'm a lawman. Why are you driving so fast in a 25? No, I think that's about how the series went. Get out of the car. I'll show you my kung fu. I think you're the official impressionist of this podcast, Keenan, because... Between uh, this impression 
and your uh you like this steven seagal because i'm just winging it now i don't know how don't to know. do a steven seagal it's impression, hitting but... it, it's definitely uh, it's registering with me i don't when, i don't know if the audience will like it but i really do does he talk like this in all of his movies because we were talking before uh, 100 percent yes. i couldn't tell if he had an accent was he trying to do like a because re- at the beginning when they say he's uh what sasha petrovich or whatever the hell i think it's petrosovich yeah you know russian um <laughs> They come up to him and they're trying to get him to take the polygraph, and he's like, "A polygraph." I don't know. He said it all fucking weird, and I was like, "Is this dude doing an act?" Is he no, he's supposed just, to be Russian. No, he's just talk whispering. He doesn't just have an accent. Just how he does it, huh? He's, oh, a polygraph. A polygraph. Like, no, no, that's just him talk whispering. You're my friend, right? I'm Ian, what did you think? You saw it. What? It... As a first time watcher of the movie, I will probably keep it as a first time watch. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was I. Ah, I see what you did there. Oh. <laughs> It wasn't all right. It wasn't all right. It was eight. That's a good way to put it, though. That is perfect. Uh, so Morris Chestnut. Talk about him real quick. Woodgrain th- Chestnut. Titty fuck Chestnut. I was going to make that joke, too. Oh, damn Two it. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Oh. Please. No, you were good. No, <laughs> it was chains, good. Yeah. I'm glad one of us made it. As yeah. long as one yeah. of us made it, it was great. There's been a severe <laughs> lack of two chains on this podcast. Morris Chestnut. Titty fuck chestnut that, that was a better way to do it anyways uh before this he was uh really known uh boys in the hood was i think one of his biggest films where he was uh ricky have you guys seen boys in the hood uh, not for years yeah no uh, no i uh, mean that that was early that was really early nice where uh you know uh ice cube was Doughboy. i think i've seen it, it one, one of those jr. movies yeah cuba getting jr i think yeah cuba was. cuba was the main character yeah um, okay. i think it was on hbo i've never seen it start to finish i know what it is i've seen Probably the whole movie in bits and pieces, but I couldn't tell you really. Well, I tell I'll tell you both right now. It it's a it's a good movie worth watching. You should Boys yeah. in the Hood, very good. But like Mike too, right? <laughs> yeah, like like Mike too. Uh, yeah, no, I I'll 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 definitely suggest Boys in the Hood before like Mike, but both solid films. One of them bow little bow wow is in. Yeah, is yeah. that the one where he found the shoes? And then yeah, the that's the, exactly yeah. the movie. It uh, also, this is not the first time that Morris Chestnut has worked with Steven Seagal. He actually worked with them in Under Siege Two as well. Ooh. So, not the first time they worked together. And uh, also in GI Jane. Really? Yeah, I I've seen that movie. I don't remember him in it, but I trust that he's in it. All I know about that movie was uh, that Demi Moore shaved her head. I believe you mean Demi Moore. Demi, give me Demi Moore. Ah, give me more Demi. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Man, that Chiefs game really set me back for this podcast. Yeah, well, that's the, no one cares about that on this, so yeah. we'll move on from that. Uh, after this, he's mostly known for mm, uh, The Best Man Holiday, which I remember seeing trailers for and never oh, watched yeah. the film. Uh, Kick-Ass 2, which I also saw and don't remember him being in, but I guess he was in Kick-Ass 2. Kick-Ass. And then another, and I think... I, I think I confuse these two trailers between Best Man Holiday and Think Like a Man. He was also in that. A Steve Harvey book yeah, that turned yeah. into a movie, Think Like a Man. Uh, and he was also in the first season of American Horror Story. What are you doing what? That's like That's the only, only se- season I've seen. Yeah, he, was, me too. Uh, he was a security guard. Oh, man. In one episode? I don't think he was in a bunch of it. Okay. I was like, I don't remember that at all. That's the only season I've watched. Yeah, and it's been several years. I'm right there with you. Yeah. I, I don't remember him in that. And then he was also in uh, the sequel to Anaconda, Anaconda's The Hunt for the Blood Orchid. I think he was the main character. I think he kind of replaced Ice Cube as the main character in that one, which I don't think either movie is good, and I think we'll probably do both of them on this podcast. Anaconda, yeah. We'll definitely do Anaconda on this podcast. Everyone, you're not, so everyone's been saying, do Anaconda. I don't remember Anaconda being that bad that should be good that we should do on this podcast, but clearly we should because it's been suggested many times. I, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I feel like John Voight alone in that movie. Oh, no, he John so good. John Voight with the long hair is easily the best character in any Anaconda well, and film. And he does it like snake impression. Yeah. He like, is yeah. like a snake. He is. Yeah. He, is the, he is the human <laughs> Anaconda in Anaconda. Like, he gets that squinty eyes and he like tries to smell you with your tongue and it's awkwardly close. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Which a snake on the boat? Is it weird? <laughs> is it weird that if that that yeah, really bad accent? <laughs> yeah. Like he's supposed to be an ethnic person, right. but he's clearly white like from like South Africa. Yeah, or something. yeah. yeah. We it, gotta wade through the river. Hey, essay. 
You gotta, you gotta be careful about those snakes. Yeah, yeah. don't get bit by my anaconda, girl, J-Lo. Levanta la mano de otra persona. Oh, man. And you say you don't speak Spanish. Yeah, that that, that's, that's legit lift the arm of the other person. Oh, that's, that's good. That's it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I am curious how you know that phrase in Spanish. That's all I got. It's yeah, the longest yeah. one. And that'll stay a mystery until next time he ends on the <laughs> podcast. All right, so the next character we can talk about is Ja Rule. Oh, my God. I've got some things to say about Ja Rule. Do you want me to just go ahead or do you, do you go oh, no, ahead? That no, please go no, go ahead. Itself. Well, okay, is it gonna maybe hold off? Okay, okay, I'll wait because I'm, I'm just I'm just breaking down what we should know Ja Rule from. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that first. Uh, before this, uh, I think he had an Oscar worthy performance in the Fast and the Furious, the original Fast and the Furious. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. He uh, had a performance in there anyway. Monica! <laughs> Monica! He was supposed to, yeah, he was supposed to get a three-way. It's not he lost st- that race. Ken, it's not how you stand by your car. It's how you race your car. Oh, man. Anyways, ja, that was Ja Rule's first, I would hope it's his first uh, on-camera experience, from well, at least on a film. And then we also know him from... What's no, no. Oh, actually, I've just written down. Got to do. He's one of the few characters in the Fast and Furious series that has not returned that needs to. Like they brought Lucas Black back from the. Um, I think he got he got replaced by uh, Ludacris. Uh, yeah, but still, they're clearly different characters. Like you could still bring John right. Rule they're, back. They're not the same yeah. character, but I, I just are think you that... saying they replace one black man with a different black man? Kino? No, no. I'm I sa- think because that's what you're saying. Tyrese in there too. I'm saying oh, they replace okay, rappers with rappers. If anything, we hungry. Yeah, we hungry. <laughs> oh, we hungry. No, I, I, I am curious to know more about why Job Rule dipped out after the first movie because I think he went to prison. Oh well, that's well, that that's a horse of a difficulty. That performance definitely assumed he went somewhere. No, yeah. it, if he had he not, I really think he would have. I think he is the character from the Fast franchise that hasn't been brought back. That should be brought back. If you're bringing Lucas Black back, you've got to bring Ja Rule back. He was in the original Fast and Furious. Yeah, but Lucas Black was the main character of the third one. Yeah, but the third one sucked. Of, bring back Hector from the first one then too. Hector's been brought back. Oh, has he? Shit. I don't know. Shit. Maybe not. Who's Lucas Black? Uh, he actually, he has a house in Columbia. <laughs> so, you know, you know, Lucas <laughs> oh, Black. Oh, that one. No, he's the guy from uh, Tokyo Drift. He's the main character in that. He was oh, in the white Friday guy Night from Lights. Alabama. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, if, yeah. He, he you... actually has that accent, but sounds like he's faking it the have, whole time. Have you seen Friday Night Lights or um, Sling Blade? Uh, he was a little boy in Sling Blade, yep. wasn't he? And he was uh, Mike Winchell, the quarterback in Friday Night Lights. Okay. He's worked with Billy Bob a lot. So, yeah. And I, let me say this, the, the amount that we've spent talking about other movies so far just shows how good this movie is. <laughs> like I said, it was odd. We're going to get into it. it we'll get into it. Uh, okay, and also, so we were at Ja Rule, it, yeah, Fast and the Furious. Successful rapping career. He Yeah, so the only on-film work he did after this was in, other than music videos, which there are 25,000 of them on IMDb, he did an action drama called Turn It Up. Not familiar. And then he... Great title, though. And then I have starred, written down, big part of my middle school upbringing because of his music. And I do want to take a time to talk about that. Ja Rule was my favorite rapper in 6th to 8th grade. Yeah, he Ja Ruled back in the day. Did you listen to him, Ian? No, I did not. No. At, nothing at nothing, all? Nothing. Nothing. All his collabs with J-Lo? No. He had some big ones, man. That What's Love song is a banger to this day. Oh, no. Absolutely. Got to do got to do with it but What's he's he's like the the uh less version of dmx like he he barks but not quite as hard as dmx barks or bites maybe i, I do agree with that i think he is the toned down version of dmx no. but i also think he's a slightly smarter version of dmx well dmx never committed fire fraud let's keep that in mind what what is wait hold on what is fire fraud and what are you talking about that whole fire fest thing uh, oh yeah that was yeah, ja rule yeah, 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 that was yeah, yeah. ja rule was not part of it yeah fest. he was like one of the big uh investors or backers like he no, legitimized I think, I think he got screwed out of that though i think he thought it was legit and he got screwed well everyone liked the documentary and so i heard about it a bunch but then i started watching the documentary and i was like this is boring i turned it off so i don't really know what happened with it but ja rule was involved with those shitty sandwiches okay so after this film what ja rule is known for um he in the assault on Precinct Thirteen. Yep, yep, Smiley. Yeah, he was Smiley, which I think had uh, most deaf. And who was the main character? The main character was Ethan Hawke. Yeah, Ethan Hawke. Which and Lawrence Fishburne. 
Yeah, Larry Fishburne was in there. That's right. Uh, and then he was also in both Cookout movies. Cookout 1 and Cookout 2. I didn't know there was any Cookout movies. <laughs> the Reheat. Cookout. The Reheat. <laughs> the Leftovers. And then he was also in Scary Movie 3. And oh, okay. The last cast member that's worth mentioning that we'll talk about is, is Nia Naya or Nia Peoples. She was a uh, 49er not. Six. 49er 6. Yes, 49er 6. Blue eyes. Yeah, well, no, I don't think her eyes were blue. I think her eye shadow yeah, was blue. Blue eye shadow. I think it's like her from her forehead to her nose. No, it was, yeah. yeah it, was, it was not just the eyes. It, she, it definitely wasn't consistent throughout the movie. No, she spread. didn't streak at all. Whatever, she needs to promote that brand. I'm just saying. Yeah. That's, Maybe she, it's Maybelline. She may or may not have been a rodeo clown in this uh, film. Yeah, she tossed uh, Ja Rule around like he was a rodeo clown. Yeah, I talk about that later. Ja Rule uh, gets I, I his fucking about, ass kicked by I've got some notes about that. <laughs> I've got I got more notes about the first five minutes of this movie than I do the rest of it. I, I, I think we're in the exact same boat there. Because I, yeah, starting up this movie, never having seen it, like, I was like, what the fuck am I in for? Okay, so uh, now at the portion of the <laughs> podcast where we do talk about we go around the table, and uh, Keenan, I'll give you the floor first. Tell me what you enjoyed about this movie, what you didn't like. Uh, give me everything. Anything, everything, go. Well, I can say, uh, to quote Calvin from the, uh, now I'm fucking it all up, but to quote Calvin from the Big Trouble in Little China episode, I didn't like anything about this movie, really. Um, I mean, it, it was it was a movie that I watched. It wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen. I think you're being too hard on it. I, I, unapo- I unapologetically enjoyed this film. I'll I, say it. I I did not. This movie uh, probably should have never been made, or it should have gone straight to DVD instead of having oh, the theatrical. Oh, well, uh, how wrong are you? Because there was a sequel. Yeah, well, true. But I will say the first note that I wrote down here from when that uh, the movie kicks off and it's uh, gangstified by Ja Rule bumping, just bumping, I, I wrote down from beat one, I can see why a 12-year-old Robbie loved this movie. <laughs> I did love this movie. I could just 12-year-old you told Robbie like, watched this movie yeah. on loop. Yeah, baby. Yep. Uh, so that was good. And then uh, kind of just going through it, um, the first thing that pissed me off about this movie was the um, the opening title credit sequence. Like How it was like so split up. It was split up. It, yeah, so like Ja Rule was talking on the right side of the screen, and then you'd see kind of shadowy half past dead on the left side. Then it cut to another guy he was talking to uh, who was on the left side of the screen, but now the credits were over on the right side of the screen. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, and then how they overlaid the Ja Rule just very faintly across yeah. for a stupid amount of time. Like, he's the character that's going to make this movie. It just kept going. It, <laughs> it just kept going. And then how like it was like five minutes in, and then it's like, Half past ten. Yeah, and then finally, <laughs> like you forgot, you almost forgot that you saw it for like hidden in shadows for so long. Because then they go into that lie detector yep. scene or whatever. So scientific, so yeah. high tech, so scientific. <laughs> and I do appreciate with um, Steven Seagal like that part where he's like, "You don't work for any agencies," and he's like, "Yeah, CIA, KGB, all that stuff." I was like, "That's pretty clever." Yeah, that was, that was good. Why not the FBI? You didn't say FBI. All, everything but the FBI. Yeah, yeah. And so right there, it's like, okay, well. This guy's in the FBI, in FBI, which was clearly a foreshadow that he is undercover for the FBI. Yeah, well, and yeah, I I had a problem with that scene in general, um, just because that that's the whole scene. You get introduced to uh, Steven Seagal, and it's like, does he have a fucking accent or not? I'm bringing it up again. I couldn't tell. A I don't think anyone else in the world has any kind of a problem with whether or not Steven Seagal has an accent. He doesn't have an accent. I think I need to watch more Steven Seagal movies to just know if this is how he always sounds. He just sounds. whisper talks. He doesn't have an accent. Oh, I'm your friend. Oh, I'm a friend. Not, I'm not your friend. Oh, I'm a friend. Oh, I'm a friend. Yeah. But so, yeah, then they get out of there, and like Ian was saying, boom, once they get out of there, they're in the car, and this movie turns into a Fast and the Furious movie real fucking quick. Because he's just like jumping over the car, like the in the title scene, oh, no, driving th- all recklessly. Th- this movie has literally no recognition of physics at all. Yeah, I have seen more people go through more walls and then just bounce up, like, "Girl, you shouldn't have done that." Yeah, no, the f- physics did not go in. Like when people were writing down and like storyboarding this film, they're like, "Physics? <laughs> no, no need. It's fine." Yeah. And the fact that it's like a it two- was a, it was a kung fu movie in that element. It was. Yeah, it, yeah, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, definitely. 
they they stole some ideas. <laughs> well, they stole some ideas from other franchises too, like Fast and the Furious when they're just driving the car. You realize this movie was made before the Fast and the Furious. It was not. I looked it up. Maybe same year because it, it was a year later than the Fast and the Furious. Okay, what did it steal from Fast and the Furious? Them driving around in Jaw Rule. I even wrote down. I wrote that's why Jaw Rule is in this when they're driving around all Fast and Furious, and he even has a line that says. Uh, oh, Sash, stop driving so fast. And I was expecting him to say, and furious. But he didn't. He didn't. Because <laughs> he dipped out of that franchise. He bet on the wrong fucking franchise. Got all the rights to Half Past Dead 2. Still dead. Full Past Dead. Instead of staying in the Fast and the Furious. But I did write down, at least DMX is playing at this point. And I mm-hmm. wish I was watching Cradle to the Grave. DMX got a check. Which, Seagal was in Cradle to the Grave too, wasn't he? Or was that just... No, no maybe, that's no. Jet Li. Oh, Jet <laughs> Okay, why would you think I can use Kung Fu? No, that that wasn't Steven Seagal. That was Jet Li. Oh, thank you. Yeah, they're very confusable people. Well, they both do uh, karate kicks. Um, but then after they stop driving around like fucking maniacs, Ja Rule and Sasha they're alone for the first time in the car, and they they talk about how he goes Nicholas, and he's like, "Man, how long have I known you? Two, two, two and, and a half years. years. <laughs> so for two, two and a half years, I've been telling you to call me Nick." Like ah. Oh. You know I'm not gonna do that or whatever he says. And I, I, it's like, I like these, no, I like Nicholas. Yeah, I like Nicholas. Like these people don't seem like characters or two like best friends or whatever. Like they, they had such little chemistry at least at the beginning of the movie there. And I, I think really they have a. There's a lot of forced moments throughout this movie where it's like you know I trusted you. Like later on in the movie where I vouch for you. Yeah, I vouch for you. Yeah. I let you with my family. And he's holding the gun all stupidly. So I don't know. I, I just had a problem with their relationship. Pretty much any time Ja Rule was on the screen, he was just really bad. Um, every time he gets in a fight, he's thrown around like a rodeo clown. Like I, like uh, a ragdoll. Yeah, that, that goes back gets, to the physics I was talking about. Yeah, he, he gets, gets thrown from the car. He gets thrown from the hits car. Hits the windshield. And everybody else, and this is a full garage too. Yeah. Everybody else is like, okay. Yeah, and he <laughs> just pops back up. Get back to work. I wrote he splattered against that No, he windshield. pops back up and he's like, man, fuck you. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to kick your ass. Yeah. yeah, big talk. I said he splattered across that windshield, which is symbolic for his career. <laughs> Because it just splattered and didn't do anything else. But then you get the payoff two minutes later. It's a, in stupid, this fucking garage. It's a stupid joke. <laughs> yeah, you know they're not all going to be winners. You get the payoff from the great line earlier about why not the FBI? Like three minutes later in the movie, when the FBI fucking Shows raids up. the thing, yeah. and the whole point, the whole title of this movie is Half Past Dead. Yep. The whole you find out later when he goes to the uh, guy on death row, he's like, "Well, I heard that you died for twenty two minutes or whatever." But they do such a shitty job of establishing that he was half past dead. Like in that shootout that happens, he jumps in front of a bullet for Jaw Rule or whatever, and you yeah. can hear the sound cues that he got shot. It's like, pff, pff, pff. but he doesn't like. There's no nothing coming off his back or anything. It just looks like he tackles Jaw Rule, and then the next thing you know, they're like, "We're trying to bring him back to life." I actually had to rewind that. I was like, "Did he get shot there?" I didn't think he got shot, so I thought they did a really shitty job of establishing that he. So to 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 start it, it when they say you went half past dead, but the sentence right before was you were dead for 22 minutes. So you, weren't you weren't you full dead? Yeah, yeah. So then what's the half past? We brought you back, but you were still dead. I no, I think that's the whole point of that phrase, half past dead, being someone who was dead who came back. So you can't be half past dead unless you actually do die. So I think I think that that phrase holds up. But um, I don't know how you didn't realize he got shot. I thought they did such a Maybe I've of... watched this movie too many times since I was 12, but uh, no, I, I knew he was shot. They're, they're, and this isn't the only time that there's like no cues that someone's actually getting shot besides people reacting to it because uh when little joe gets shot later on in the movie it's a well that goes to the the, the whole point that it was a pg-13 movie it was not a rated r film only pg-13 movie yeah you can't well no you can't so they they couldn't show gore they could at least put a little red paint on there james yeah. bond was doing that back in the day didn't they do when the security guard was shot and he had to like come over and he like used the the taser as a defibrillator? Uh, defi- uh, yeah, go into that later. He uses a taser as a defibrillator. But he drags but, him in and then he starts sewing him up and then but he dies, right? Was I don't think it's ever known if he dies. I th- I mean he's alive long enough so he can get through the door. Kester, Damon J. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. He's got to speak louder, and he's like pulling his head up, like which is fucked up enough. Where you're talking to a guy who's been shot, and you're like, "Hey, man, can you speak the fuck up so I can get through this door?" You got to be louder. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. die yet. As the uh, I know you've 49ers. been shot, but can you please fucking speak louder? Yeah, as the 49ers are running down an endless hall, 
to get to them. Yeah. Like, yep. Yeah. Yep. But they heard the the sound from the yeah the from right where they were. Yeah. yeah. Gester, Damon J. <laughs> there is a shot of him like laying on a slab shortly after this, so I think he died. Oh, oh, so you think he died? Well, yeah. that's the okay. last. That's actually the last time you see him is when he's on top of the the thing when the 49ers are coming in to to try and kill Sasha. Yeah, and Sasha's just kind of walking through. Sasha. Sashay. And I think it's a good time now to bring up that uh, this is not an Alcatraz movie podcast because uh, we did The Rock earlier on. Well, that, but that was five is... episodes ago. Yeah, yeah. But a, it, I, I, and I actually, I, I have uh, uh, not trivia, but I have um, interesting points about that later. They used, uh, they actually used flyover um, footage from, yeah, from the, the Rock from The Rock for this film. I read something that they couldn't make this movie within, like, the script was ready to go earlier. but Yeah, because, 10 years uh, before The Rock was written. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, or, or and something else, there had been another movie called Half-Ass Dead, so they had to wait a, a certain amount of time, too, or something. This movie would have been so much better in 1992. Oh, yeah. I, I think that... Fuck you guys. This movie was good in 2002. I think if this movie would have came out in 92, I could have given it the benefit of the doubt more so than I can. But a lot of those early 2000s movies are kind of like this, where it's just like ridiculous shit. It, it was the Bush years. It was strange times. Well, I, I just take a survey. How many Steven Seagal movies have you seen, mm. Robbie? Uh, four. Four or five. How many have you seen, Keenan? This and Under Siege are the only two I know for That's sure. Four or five, I'd say. This is the only one that I've ever watched. And I think I've got a pretty good idea. Of what? what? <laughs> yeah. All right, real quick before we do any more talking, we're going to take a quick break to uh, hear from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back. And we're back, and we were just talking. Ian, you said this is the only Steven Seagal movie yep. that you've ever seen. I, I don't think I have to watch another one. <laughs> Yeah, you kind of get his entire catalog. I, and I was going to ask, the reason I asked that was, is there a common theme? Do all of his wives die? Are they all kidnapped? Like, is he kind of pigeonholed into a... And that's another thing, his whole wife dying being the motivation of the movie. That's brought up at the beginning of the movie. And the very end. And the very end. But I complete, when they brought it back up at the end, I was like, oh yeah, fuck, Sonny was a bad guy that he was trying to get after, Sonny and his Eggball. wife died. Yeah. Like, oh fuck, yeah, that was a thing. So he has one scene, but that he's he is the quote-unquote bad guy of the story? Uh, Yeah. He's, he's certainly Steven Seagal's main antagonist, but I feel like this is like a... a side mission or something if this was a video game a side quest, his yes. main quest would be to go get sunny but he's got to pick up this little thing in the alcatraz first we don't give you the rest of the map until but they the yeah, side exactly. quest. but they do come full circle and they do say uh, at the end yep. uh, with his conversation there's with a throwaway line where he yep. says heard you got sunny egg ball he goes yeah i did normally i finish what i start <laughs> if i start something i'm gonna finish it all right, so Keenan, uh, your notes anymore? Uh, uh, yeah, well, just going through. Uh, I thought it was sweet when he got to New Alcatraz and he was wearing that do rag. I was like, "Fuck yeah, uh, man, Steven Seagal." Yeah, I, I have that in my notes. He definitely did a good job of culturally appropriating. Yeah, the do rag, and he comes up, "Hey, my friend, my friend," and he has Nicholas. a full head of hair. He has no reason to wear that do rag. Yeah, yeah, no, just besides to look like a, a kung fu badass, I guess. Well, is when it... you're deep undercover with the FBI, that's the number one thing they give you is to blend in with your oh, population. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're going to be with some ethnic people. Here's a do-rag. You'll yeah. blend in more. There's a deleted scene where he meets the FBI's version of Q from James Bond, and they're going all <laughs> over all the technical things he's going to give them, and he's like, and this is a standard do-rag. <laughs> You put it on your head. You go to Alcatraz. Oh, so was is it is it gonna like explode the parachute if I fall out of something? No, it's just a do rag. It keeps your hair together. <laughs> what? It makes sure that if you go to bed and you put it on, your your hair will look the same as it did the night before. It's Why is he British? Because he's cute. Because okay. he's cute. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's head camouflage. Yeah, it was a deleted scene. We don't need to worry about it. But uh, no, I, no, for probably, the listeners, it was not a deleted scene. We're making this all up. No, yeah. they probably brought it back with uh you know, number two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Half past dead too. Who Return does of the number two work for? I'll stay. Um, when the main bad guy gave a speech, which uh, wasn't the main bad guy, I thought it was going to be the main bad guy. Are you talking guy. about Morris Chestnut? No, El Fuego. So I'm still when he's, they, he's not checking a bad in. Guy. I know, I know, but I had never seen this movie. So when I'm writing down the notes, I, I think he's going to be the bad guy. I'm like, oh, this is the guy. Because uh, Steven Seagal gets in fight with the, the prisoner or the security guard. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then this guy comes You like, interpreted oh, that guy. scene that he was going to be a bad guy? I paused it literally from the second he got, I got on the, the exact. Well, again, I, I've seen this 
a hundred times since I was 12, but I never got that. I always got that he was kind of almost a nurturing character. No, I thought they were going to have to fight him. I don't know. That neck tattoo, though. Yeah. yeah. He has a killer neck tattoo. I missed. Hold on. Where's his neck tattoo? He does it's have on a neck his tattoo. Left. It's on his left side. Okay. What? Did, I thought it was just he was like super veiny. Did you see what it was? What was no, it? I haven't seen this. You don't see it up. fully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's towards the end of the movie when he's like getting up or something. Yep. There's a there's a cut. It almost looks like a fish mouth or something. I'll say that or like flames or something. Yeah. <laughs> it was a fish mouth. It's a bass. It's a large it's mouth a bass. bass. So it's fish mouth or flames? <laughs> it's a flaming big mouth billy bass. <laughs> okay, on his, perfect. Uh, on his side of his neck. But uh beso me culo, cabrona. Yeah, that. Uh, El Fuego. So he ended up kind of being my favorite character in the movie. Thought he was going to be a bad guy. Turns out, no. I have no idea what. There was never any inkling of. He was never. No. Well, because he's laying down the rules when he's like, You think you're hard? I'm harder. And everyone's like, Yeah, but he's talking about his dick. Is he talking about his dick right now? And he's like, you think you're mean? I'm meaner. Is like, he still talking about his dick? Can we go back to talking dick? about your dick? What are you yeah. talking no, about? What kind st- of prison is this? Is he still talking about his dick? He Maybe his be. dick is hard and mean. And has got bumps and scars and bruises. Like, man, you got to get that shit checked out, El Fuego. Why do they call you El Fuego? When you pee? It's the fire? But anyway. Uh, <laughs> that was funny. I, I did was... write down when the Supreme Court lady gets there, she totally gave El Fuego the fuck, like, fuck me eyes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you no, notice that? No, it's like. El Fuego. Listen to him because they didn't want to hand over their guns. Yeah. And she like turns out, nah, do it. Yeah. No, she goes. Like, oh. What do they call? That's all we need to protect it. What do they call you? El Fuego. El Fuego. The fire. Her pussy was so wet. So wet, just soaking. Enough to put out that fire. That's oh. <laughs> like it, Ian. You're you're bringing the hot shit to the podcast. I love it. Uh, another thing though, because they establish Morris Chestnut as he deals with the reporters or whatever, whenever also, they're talking about. He's supposed to be thirty three in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Does weird. he not look older than thirty three? Am I crazy? I mean, I look in the mirror and I think I'm twelve. So I don't. I don't. Everybody looks older than me. He right? always looks right. exactly the same. I saw him recently. He's the on some TV show. Way of a gun. That's a good great one. movie. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. Yep, that's where I first saw him. Oh, really? Man. Yep. Wow. Okay. Anyway, you were saying, Keenan? Uh, but when they when he's talking and they're establishing um, that it's the, about to be a new Alcatraz, this guy's going to be the first person killed in their execution chamber or whatever. Yep. But then uh, Damon, whatever his name is, the security guard, takes Steven Seagal to see the guy getting murdered or whatever. To the He calls it Slaughterhouse 5. Like, yep. Welcome to Slaughterhouse 5. We got five ways we can kill people here. Firing squad, shooting him, stabbing mm-hmm. him, whatever. Or my favorite, electrocution. Like it is weird. Like I understand the exposition there because it it does work for the movie. But in a real life scenario, there's no way a uh, a guard would be explaining like, "Hey, well, call yeah. Slaughterhouse Five and explain all the five ways they kill people." Well, yeah, and especially what I don't understand is they literally two minutes before this said this is going to be the first execution here, and then this guy takes him there and he's like, "Yeah, we kill people here all the time, five different ways." My favorite's to electrocute him. It's like, well, you just fucking went back on this whole scene. And that it's you really just weird that, that 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 he picked a favorite. Yeah, and then and he, he just p- happens to carry around a. a yeah, electric bullpen. He's like, and my yeah. favorite, and he just you know lights up his taser. Yeah, like, he's a bad right, guy well. from Batman: Arkham Knight with yeah, an no, electric the, taser. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, a great that's one. exactly yeah. what he is. But uh, and then so then I kind of stopped taking notes because I was like, this movie is just going all over the fucking place. Uh, so I have some quotes written down that I'm sure we'll get to through there, and uh, yeah, that's about that. All right, uh, let's go to Ian. Ian, uh, what are your thoughts? What did you like? What did you dislike about this movie? Uh, anything and everything hit me with it. So this is a movie my dad would really appreciate because you don't really have to pay attention. Shit's going to happen. People get thrown through walls. So we've talked about this earlier in the podcast. Keenan's dad has the same thing. It's called movies for guys who like movies. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Walker, Texas Ranger, Jag. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> Jag. Yeah. So I, I liked how it started out with rap. I knew exactly what type of movie I was getting into from the very first Very second. early 2000s rap, yep. which is yes. a, a kind of rap that is undeniably identifiable. Like, you know, like this kind of like, it's almost like in the early 2000s, it was like rap and R&B kind of morphed into this kind of R&B rap genre, which is great. Uh, and Ja Rule was a huge part of that. And anyways, uh, please continue, Ian. Yeah, so at 31 seconds, we just see a... Just a table full of bullets, um, and then a hand reaches down, grabs one, put one right into uh, a six-shooter, and then he throws it like he's playing a Russian roulette. Just yeah. 
That's it. That's it. You would think you'd want to go in with more, but when you're Steven Seagal, you are the weapon. So That's right. The gun's just for show. There's okay. nothing more dangerous in this film than Steven Seagal. Or his uh, ponytail. That's... Which the do-rag helps contain but, everyone but he, else. He, he, was just so sassy. But he has that in most movies, right? He always yeah. has that ponytail. Yep. Like that, okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so I'm going to touch base on a couple things that Keenan said. The polygraph, I like how that was like, you're either going to, I'm going to kill you right now, or this is going to be, you're part of the family. Sorry, uh, Sash. I thought that the relationship between Sonny and Ja Rule was a little weird right from the beginning. The way that Sonny kind of gingerly put his hand on his head. Nick's I, a good boy, but he brings home strays. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I thought that was a little interesting. And then that's the only scene you ever see Sonny in. That's yeah. it. No, no. And, and he's essentially what Keenan was saying earlier. He's supposed to be um, Steven Seagal's main arch nemesis or at least his main motivation for what he's doing for the entire film and you see him for maybe 45 seconds yeah minute and a half and he's but he smokes three cigarettes (laughs) (laughs) i can appreciate the commitment uh that's actually my next thing is about all the cigarettes as someone who used to smoke like i've never watched a movie maybe constantine who's made me want to like break that down just go light up that was yeah like, but no, like you said, he smoked three cigarettes and he was in the film for a minute and 45 seconds. Yeah, yeah. had probably like a paragraph of dialogue. The Ruskies. Or is he, is he Russian? Okay, so let's let's talk about this. What ethnicity, is that the right word, um, is... Nationality. Na- thank you, nationality. What nationality is that guy? Is he, He's not Russian because he goes, oh, you're Russian. Like, he's clearly well, not. He said that he has the largest... What gang from Eastern Europe to the was it the Pacific the fire the Ring of Fire yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah something Eastern European I that's took it what to I be. would assume yeah I'll say Eastern European but not Russian but we have no idea like I'll go Slovenian I'm gonna go with that you don't think he's Russian no because he goes oh you're you Russian you don't think he's in a hurry <laughs> Russian hurry fuck you. Oh, <laughs> Uh, Somebody will get that joke and laugh at that. No, people will get that joke and they'll promptly stop listening to this podcast. Uh, Fuck you. They probably should. It's not getting better than this. Eh, well, <laughs> not for me anyway. I hope it is. Uh, Ian, continue, please. So uh, I thought after the polygraph, you saw Jaw Rule teach um, teach Sasha how to be thuggish. You know, <laughs> I thought that was going to add a little thug in it. Yeah, just yeah, it's I. Like, you see what I did? I, I, <laughs> And clearly, like, Steven Seagal's never going to be comfortable going, I, he goes, I have, I have a hard time with that. Yeah. He goes, I, yes. he goes, I, I'm just going to be honest. I'm having a hard time with I'm that. I'm going to be honest with you, <laughs> Ja Rule, I appreciate your street credentials. I'm, I'm not black or ethnic, and I don't think I can pull this off. And he goes, okay. And well, he goes, I. So, once they get to the garage, and then Ja Rule gets violently thrown from the vehicle violently like this car they said they're going to get two hundred ninety eight thousand dollars for it but the doors don't stay closed hey 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 198 198 198 198. and also they're just going to ramp the shit out of it though and abuse the fuck out of it i've got two issues with this car one of them is that the doors can't stay closed because jaw rule gets violently thrown hey in his defense maybe he was opening it just at the right time (laughs) okay okay well on the off chance number two this car was an automatic and they kept showing, like, going down and seeing him going from third, was it third gear, like, high and low, like he's going to be going through the... Yeah, during the, this was kind of the opening scene where the credits were rolling, where yes. he was kind of, yeah, yeah. So I actually took a picture of it, because I couldn't believe that it was going to, just, it didn't, I, they, and they went back to it, like, four times. I don't oh, know, that, man. I was, right, right there, I was like, I know exactly what type of movie this is, so... Um, Which is not a bad thing. I knew I felt the same way, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I know exactly what type of movie this is, and I'm a hundred percent in. <laughs> oh, good for you, Robbie. Good for you. Um, the FBI's when they're in the the garage, when they, all the FBI swarm through. Yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So their mustaches were on point. Yeah, a lot of mustaches. Oh, it was. Oh, it, I missed this. Dude, there, there was one guy. I'm talking. He had like a four inch like caterpillar just sitting on top of the upper lip and i mean they focused on him i can't beat that uh, i was a little jealous a little molestache going on now that's what i grow that's the, he had a full-on mustache a moustache also in that scene just based on the li- very little i know about police training and everything as soon as job hold on the, 
the very little you know about police training. I've watched cops once. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what, yeah. can you please tell uh, us what know, you know about police training? I know training? nothing about police training, but I'm pretty sure that if someone had the very little, on them. The very little I know about neuroscience. Yeah, oh, but, please continue. Okay. Well, what I know about police training is if you got guns pointed on you and you pull out a gun, they're going to shoot you. you let alone if you point guns. out two guns and stand there and say, you got a lot, you got big balls for a woman to the thing. I'm pretty sure you would have got shot sooner. It's a good day to die. Uh, so. When uh, they're bringing the car back and the very masculine woman, Ellen, FBI agent, she's, can we all agree she's a very masculine woman? Let me say this. I I can't believe I didn't write this down in a note. I'm glad you brought her up because I fucking hated her. She was a masculine woman, strong woman, good for her on that, but her acting was so fucking bad. I think she was the highlight. Oh, yeah, I God. don't. I disagree. I don't think she was that bad. When bad. she pulled out those two guns, like she's gonna, she's going to like a gunslinging contest with Ja Rule. Well, and, just... and that was my question: Are the two nine millimeters that she's carrying between, you know, both of her armpits? Are is that issue? Is that is that standard issue I don't for think FBI agents? There was nothing standard about this movie. <laughs> That's fair. That's completely fair. The scenes where she's communicating with uh, when Steven Seagal's up in the helicopter and he's talking to her, she's in like a command center and yeah. she's she's just talking. Oh, you I mean guess... where she has the green screen? printed on her face yeah that's yeah, so what the fuck was that and she's looking up every time she responds to him she looks up like she's talking to god or something like that because steven seagal is up in a helicopter and she they they cut to her like she's actually looking up at him talking from the helicopter not to interject but once we go back to the helicopter scene at the very end with what i have uh, there's things i need to, to mention that i forgot about my notes please okay how the fuck high were they going so at the very end they're that the, the the main bad guy, the second second bad guy version, whatever. So he's going through. He's got the the guy who's going to give them the the secrets to the gold. Um, he's got the congresswoman, um, and then he just throws. Oh, her do up. you mean Justice McPherson? Just Justice McPherson. Yes. Cool. Uh, when he ejects her from the helicopter, uh, Steven Seagal very bravely jumps out of his own very good helicopter to go get her. The scene right before they're like. 300, 400 feet up. Then they show them skydiving, and they're like... Oh, it's like a halo yeah, jump. Yeah, I mean, we're talking like... You no, are, guys, uh, helicopters aren't capable of reaching altitudes that people can skydive from. That was something I was going to bring up later. That the, the Helicopters cannot achieve altitude that would allow this scene to happen where you can jump out. And let's say... It, uh, super unrealistic to begin with, but let's say they did... They could achieve an altitude where they could both jump out and he could just somehow fly to her not only does he fly he changes his clothes because before he jumps out he's wearing a blue shirt and when he's skydiving down he's wearing all black and keep in mind he does not have a parachute on him when he jumps out of the helicopter no he does he does i, I rewind it i didn't bring photographic evidence he, for this but, one but, but that's how that's how he that's how they go they he has a parachute that's how they go into the water well, yeah, no, but yeah. I'm with I'm with Ian on this. Like they when he's sitting him. in the helicopter and he's looking over uh, right before she gets thrown out and the guy blows himself up. Oh, he, he doesn't he does have not one have on. a parachute. Yeah, on him. On. He, he doesn't have one on his person. So when he jumps, when he ejects himself out, and then how are you counting on that he's going to throw the justice out the the door and then all of a sudden, well, it's still my day to die, and then he comes yeah. out and throws out the grenade. Like, well, no, he he had a he he had a, an understanding with um, Lester. That he knew Lester was going to be that dude who had a bomb who killed himself and explode the whole helicopter. So I think, and again, Lester I, does give him a little wink and a nod yeah, before he I does it. I don't know if this was planned, but it seemed like it was that he thought that, okay, which is weird. I hope it wasn't planned because it, then Steven Seagal <laughs> knew that they were going to be How could it be planned? The more I think about it, how could it be planned? Yeah. That he's like, oh, yeah, they're going to have Justice McPherson and we're going to count They'll on. Throw her out. We're going to count on Morris Chestnut. <laughs> Throwing her out at some point, and then you can just explode the helicopter. We know that old titty fuck chestnut likes to throw bitches out of helicopters, so we can we can, <laughs> we can bet on that one. I just I there there were more than one inconsistencies with this that brought me out of the movie. Besides the do rag, that's all I want to say. Yeah, I'm 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 there with you on that one. I I didn't have enough paper to write down the inconsistencies, but yeah. Robbie, back to your point. Yes, please. Sorry, I, I stole your thing. No, oh good. no, please. No, That's no, no. What so it's all the, about. the next thing I have is I don't think Ja Rule had any kind of weapons training, which I talked about earlier. He never looks like he understands how to hold a weapon, whether it be a pistol, a rifle, or anything else. He just even 
he just doesn't look like he knows what the fuck he's doing anytime he, he holds a weapon. Even yeah. when he's point blank on Steven Seagal and that uh, when he's finding out that your FBI, I vouch for you. Like he's he's still shaking all around. Little like, John looked like he had held whatever the fuck that thing was. Oh, yeah. And shout out to Little John. Uh, it was cool seeing that actor because I have only ever seen that guy in The Replacements before. Time out. Time. Oh, Little Joe. Little Joe. Little Joe. Little Joe. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say Little John was not in this movie. We call him that because he's big. That's what I thought. I, I thought it was Little John the whole time. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, Little Joe, that Little guy, Joe. he was from The Replacements. I, I don't think I've ever seen that actor in anything else besides The Replacements in this. So No, I think you're right. And he's great in The Replacements. He was great in this, too. Yep. 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 No, Little Joe stole the show. I loved Little yeah. Joe. And I'm sure, yeah, you keep going. And um, so um, <laughs> we talked about this earlier. Uh, I think uh, Seagal has a nice way of culturally appropriating the do-rag. We talked about that. Oh, here's the next thing I have. How the fuck did Ja Rule only get five years for that shootout that happened at the beginning of the film? Where he's like, yeah, man, I got five years in this motherfucker. It's like, dude, you tried to kill several federal agents. How did you only get five years? That's insane. Yeah, it's a good point because they could have just made it any fucking number. They didn't need to make it five no, years. No, they didn't need to make it five. They could have made it lifetime. They took them to the, the worst prison on the planet, yeah. and they're like, I only got yeah five years. I'm, I'm pretty good. I get yeah. a college degree. And actually, this is supposed to be the worst prison on the planet. looks like a pretty free, fucking sweet prison to be in. Yeah, you walk in, you've got, what's his name, Smokey or whatever, Peyton, like yeah, some mural. Yeah, Twitch. Twitch. Peyton, Twitch. Yeah, yeah, Twitch. Little Joe's playing uh, Everybody's Golf on PlayStation 2. <laughs> yes, like, that's awesome. How you hitting it, little Joe? Like a motherfucker. Like a motherfucker. Just can't putt. Just can't putt. All right, before we move on to the segments, I have one more thing that I think needs to be mentioned. Uh, I think this film has, no offense to Marvel movies, but fuck them, the best post-credit scene yes. in cinematic history. Agreed. We've got Corrupt and Monique, and I, I literally think the director was just like, hey, Corrupt, Monique. You're in this scene where, uh, Corrupt, you are someone who's been in prison for a while. And Monique, you are this person, significant other, who is frustrated because your partner keeps getting incarcerated. Scene. And that's, I think, they just completely ad-libbed that whole scene. And it was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it was great. Uh, when they put their hands on the glass, like, you know, trying to mimic actual interaction. Like, I lost it. I I'm done with this Twitch <laughs> shit. Your name's Bernard. <laughs> no, bitch, I told you never to call me that. What are you, and he's looking around, acting like somebody might have heard him. Yeah, I, and this is a good time to just overall shout out to Twitch in this movie because he, he was. Oh, funny. you mean corrupt? Corrupt, but his character's name is Twitch. Uh, he's he's real good in this fucking movie. He's shooting out with 49 or 6. That's what you get, bitch. <laughs> I just thought it was great. But I did think. It reminded me of uh, Dave Chappelle and Blue Streak, which probably a little bit. This, I agree yeah, with that. I, like, I agree with Dave that. Chappelle could have done this role too. And much, I, I much love more better. Chappelle and anything. So yeah. Well, just wait till we do Con Air when we do, Dave Chappelle does a great job. Oh motherfuck! I forgot he was in Con Air. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, that was really good. I remember he was sitting. <coughs> is it Playmates? Playmates. That's where they were like sitting next to each other, weren't they? No, I'm confused. What are you talking about? Right. So they were actually like sitting next to each other. They Dave were plane mates. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Seat mates. Yeah. Yeah. Plane mates. I thought you said plane mates. I'm an asshole. All right. So we uh, let's go with the budget here. Move on. The budget was 13 million. Opened at 7.8, which is pretty good for a 13 mil budget. Grossed uh, a little under 20. So yeah. made a profit. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Not bad. Good for this movie. So plot. <laughs> Plot keywords for this movie: uh, a black comedy. What? Obese men. Obese men. Yeah. Steven Skull. Interracial friendship. Uh. <laughs> and then the last. Is, wait, wait. <laughs> this is right under the Green Book for interracial <laughs> friendship. When you search for that, you get the Green Book, and then you get half past it. The Legend of Bagger Vance has to go up there too. That's right under this. <laughs> no, I'm gonna put half past it above the Legend of Bagger Vance. And then uh, we have Gaysler and Inward. Gaysler? When was the ga was there a Gaysler? Oh, Gaysler. I thought yes. you said Gaysler. Like I was like, what's a Gaysler? Yeah, I agree. What's a Gaysler? Gaysler. Yes, there was a Gaysler, oh. and then someone used the N-word at some point. I actually didn't catch that either. I didn't catch either one of those. Ja Rule does, because I was watching it with subtitles, and he <laughs> the subtitles dropped the hard R. On it, I was like, "Whoa!" I don't think he was. He called Steven Seagal. He's like, "You, you're my N word," and but it, the subtitles was hard R. 
And I was like, whoa, fuck. Wow. Amazon, you are racist, <laughs> Jeff Bezos. That motherfucker doesn't pay taxes, and I'm pissed off about it. And he's it. racist. All right. Anyways, we're not doing that. That's not this podcast. Let's move on. Come at me, bro. Uh, <clears throat> Taglines. <laughs> Taglines uh, were the good, the bad, and the deadly. Uh, fully armed, totally outnumbered, and completely... Uh, I can't read that. Sorry. Are there three separate taglines for no, this one there's, movie? There's one more. Seagal rocks the rock. <laughs> but he doesn't. Not really, I agree. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'd rather watch The Rock. All right. So, guys. That means Dwayne Johnson. It's time for Tipsy Trivia. Tipsy Trivia. Tipsy Trivia. All right. Uh, so, I guess, do I don't think Ian knows the rules. I don't. You want to fill me in? Uh, I yeah. will fill you in. The rules are, so basically, you both are playing against me, but also independently at the same time. So, if either of you gets three of the five questions correct, I have to shotgun a beer. But if you guys get two or le- or three or well two or less correct, you have to shotgun a beer. All right, let's do it. All right, here we go. Which hold on, before we start, I don't think Calvin actually shotgunned his beer at the end of the Halloween three episode. He didn't the last two episodes. Yeah, so yeah. No, Calvin, no. if you're listening, you've got a couple beers yeah, to you, shotgun. You were just called out. Yeah. All right, so we'll start off easy. This is a true false question. This was the only time Morris Chestnut and Steven Seagal have worked together. False. That was real confident false. I'm going to say false. It was false. Didn't you say earlier? Yeah. Yeah, you told us that one earlier. Under Siege 2. I couldn't tell you the movie, but I knew you said some (laughs) shit like that. All right. So uh, this is not, this is fill in the blank. Not. Uh, Not multiple choice. What is Ja Rule's real name? Fuck if I know. Uh, Curtis Granderson. Not 50 Cent. No, Curtis Granderson plays baseball. Curtis Jackson's 50 Cent. Oh, okay. <laughs> Barney Simpson. Uh, Jeffrey Edward Atkins, the widest name you'll ever hear. Jeffrey Edward Atkins. Yeah. That was my next guess. Jeffrey Edward Oh, Atkins. damn, you were so close. so close. Any relation to the diet guy? The Atkins diet? Atkins. No. I'm going to go with no. Yeah, well, you never know. Okay. Uh, Steven Seagal had one more movie after this that was uh, had a theatrical release. What is it? Fuck, I feel like you told us this. I did tell you this. Machete. Yep, Machete. Yep. Fuck you guys. Ha ha. All right, true, false. Machete. Damn it, I gave you guys all the answers. <laughs> true or false, this was Steven Seagal's only PG-13 film. True. True. That is true. <laughs> Robbie, you're shocking him, but what's the last question? All right, double or nothing. Double or nothing, what? All no. right. Does that mean you have to shotgun two beers? Yeah. <laughs> so I'll shotgun two beers, or you guys will shotgun one, if you guys get this question right. I'm just going to take my save. I'm just safe, man. Or I could shotgun two beers. <laughs> God damn it. What's the question? <laughs> no, do you agree or not agree? Whatever. Okay. Uh, the majority of this movie was shot overseas. Where oh, was it shot? It's it it's multiple choice. Okay, okay. So uh, we'll go with A Berlin, B Stockholm, C London, or D St. Petersburg. Wait, this movie set in fucking Alcatraz? Yeah, it was shot overseas. That's why the rock's better. They shot on the fucking island. Well, Plus no, it had Sean Connery. Yeah, th- yeah that's why Ian and I said this earlier. That's why they had uh, like B-roll shots of Alcatraz oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. from the rock, from the actual movie. Well, so I'll, damn it. So majority was shot overseas. It was Berlin, Stockholm, London, or St. Petersburg. I know London has a big... That's, yeah, Pinewood Studio. Yeah, like they got all that that's shit. That's where they've been doing all the Marvel movies. So I, that's why I don't think guys, they have guys, a guys, for guys. It. This was twenty years ago. Well, plus it's a little bit less par. Yeah, I'm still gonna say London. Oh, fuck, I want to say Berlin though. Final answer. Well, you can say London. I'll say Berlin. Oh, fuck, I'll say London. Okay, Berlin. Berlin. Berlin was the answer. God damn it! Son of a fucking bitch. I. Better I don't know the, how I win every week, and now all of a sudden I got a fucking shotgun of beer. All right, I'll tell you what. We'll do this. Uh, 
let's oh. let's make it fair. Let's, let's let me take a shot of that. Ian's, Ian's safe. Let's let's you and me. Pot, we'll, we'll we'll both shotgun a beer. How's that sound? Can I take a shot of that shitty vodka instead? No. All right, fine. All right. You talked me into it. All right, you get the beers though. I'll take a beer. Shotgun chills and a cold stone. I almost said Coors Light. God damn. Coming in. Coming in, yeah. So, are we name dropping what we're, what brand? Oh, no, no. They're not sponsoring us, so no. Uh, all right, so on three, guys, we'll uh, open this up and get it done. On it, Keenan, no, you're going to do it like we do it. Sit down, put your cans I'm on. I'm going to sit down and put the cans on. I'm going to spill it all over the place. All right, okay. Three, two, one, go. Uh, did you win? I'm pretty positive I was the fastest. What do you think, Keenan? I, I, I did Ian I, win? I just know I lost. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to give Ian the win. Yeah, we'll I Ian think he win. did win. I, I, I wanted won. to bring one victory home to my kids. So you can you can tell them to be proud. <laughs> your kids. You know kid. what your dad did today, boys or girls? No, they're all boys. Yeah. All boys. Yep. Yeah, see. Yep. Your dad was a goddamn American hero. That's right. Unlike Steven Seagal, he shotgunned a beer on Mike. On Mike. Who's Mike? <laughs> that, was, that was the worst dad joke I've ever heard. No, it's... <laughs> this is the exact kind of comedy we need on this podcast. Oh, All right, so we're going to move on to the uh, segment, the over-under Rotten Tomatoes. So what's going to happen here is I'm going to set the over-under on the Rotten Tomato score, and you guys are going to take the over the under. And this is just for fun. There's no bearing on whether or not you have to drink or not drink or shotgun beers. So... um I'm going to say the critics, I'm going to set the over-under on this film. The critics, I'm going to set at 11%. Jesus, all the way down to 11? I don't know. That's a little high, right? Over the critics? (laughs) Over or under? I'm going to say under because it's critics. Under. That's correct. The uh, critics gave this, uh, it was at 3%. 3%? Is there anything lower on Rotten Tomatoes? That's the Yeah, no, there's zero. Oh, really? There are 0% movies on Rotten Tomatoes. Are those even Rotten Tomatoes? Those just... Don't no, no, no. Exist. There are 0% movies in Rotten Tomatoes. A thousand percent. Oh, man. Uh, okay, audience. I'll set the over under at 38%. I'm taking the under again. There's not 37, 38% of America like you, Robbie, that like this movie. Or you know is what? there? I, I think this is 2002 and Steven Seagal made a bunch of movies. I'm going to go over. Keenan was right. Under. <laughs> but the audience <laughs> did give this 35%. 35? Well, there you go. All right, so now we're going to throw in another one, the IMDb score. I'll set the over-under at four. Over. I'm, yeah, I know what it was on IMDb. Can I? Well, let me see if I do know what it was on IMDb. Okay. We'll, we'll make that more interesting. Sure. So I know it was over okay, four. Okay, so what, what was the IMDb score? 4.6. That's I correct. Thought, right, it was right. a 4.6 on IMDb. Right. And uh, just to uh, bring some interesting, um, something critical to the podcast uh scott weinberg who was a um movie reviewer quote said it makes something retarded like con air look like an absolute action classic and that's saying something jesus <laughs> wow Christ. using the hard r yeah, yeah this was no, definitely no. 2002 huh? so th- that review came back out in 04 so yeah th- two, two years, years after, after. He's yeah. like, I don't think they gave it critical enough. Yeah, I, so, I just watched this movie and I'm still pissed about it. So Weinberg definitely wouldn't write that review today. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten fired nah, because so, people going through his old tweets finding that I shit. Don't, I don't think he's famous enough. Okay. He well, probably I've never accidentally heard. rented it from Blockbuster. That's yeah. probably what it was. Oh, I thought this was Half Past Alive. What the <laughs> fuck is this? It is weird, though, that, that the R word made it into the Rotten Tomatoes. Reviews, right? Yeah, yeah. You can't say that word. But. Well, I mean, it was '04 when he wrote it. Uh, Not uh, that it was cool in '04, but it was the Bush years. <laughs> it was the Bush years. <laughs> Things the were second happening. Bush, not the first Bush. We were at war with Iraq. Saddam '04 probably still alive. Before we trimmed the Bush, blame Saddam. Yeah, that was totally retarded. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, oh, uh, moving on. Drinking buddies. So we're going to go around the table here, and I will ask you which character or characters from this film would you get irresponsibly fucked up with? Keenan, go. Oh, fuck. Um, I had it. I had it. Come back to me. Come back to me. All right, um, Ian? Uh, shit. Um, 
I would probably. I got it. Okay, I got it. I'm back. Little Joe. Little Joe is who it was. That's a good. That's a good pick. Uh, no, no, it wasn't Little Joe. Fuck, I wrote it down. El Fuego is who it was. I wrote down El Fuego would the be warden. my drinking buddy. Yeah, the, the warden, warden. Okay. because he would have some good uh, mezcal tequila. See, I'd go Little Joe just so I could play the PlayStation too. Crazy. Fucking, we're old. We're I'm old. Uh, I'm gonna go with um, Justice McPherson. Oh yeah, yeah. Why is that? Because her bait's all dry? Yeah. No, it's... Because she's got fresh bait. <laughs> fresh bait. Fresh bait. Because oh, she whatever. kept her bait fresh, man. Well, I don't know. that. Again, this was what? 15 years? How long ago? 15? Uh, 02. So 17. 17 years? Yeah. yeah her, her bait's probably long gone. How long into your... No, 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 no. no. But in, this, in the scenario of this question, she is in 02. Well, I'm sure little Joe's dead. I mean, he was, he was obsessively obese. So I would hope that I wouldn't have to drink with him today. I hope that guy's still alive, though. I like that guy. I think he is still alive. But if not, rest in peace. But let me ask you this: How far into your drinking binge with uh, McPherson would you would it take till you like we're talking to her, sitting at the bar, and then you look over and you go, "That's not McPherson. <laughs> 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 this is some random chick this whole time." Uh, I'm gonna uh, all right. fat ass prom queen. I'll set <laughs> I'll set the over under at th- uh, five beers. <laughs> Wait, holy shit! You're not McPherson. <laughs> yeah, and take the take. Take the under. So interesting because I thought you guys, I thought someone was going to say Twitch because he would be a good time. And I thought Steven Seagal would get brought up, but no one wants to get blackout with Steven Seagal, huh? We can all agree no, to do raggy. We don't I'd want to wake up in Eastern Europe with some black eye and something and probably an STD I didn't ask for. Probably walk funny too. Thank you again, guys, for listening to the podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Real Buzz Crew. You can find us on Instagram at Real Buzz Crew. On Facebook at Real Buzz Takes. I want to thank Ian for coming out and hanging out and talking with us. Ian, thank you so much, no, man. No, man, thanks for having me. I, I would be happy to come No, out. you were fantastic. I'm glad we had you out. Uh, Keenan, you're a piece of shit. I do my best. No, nah, Keenan, you're pretty cool. And uh, um, Hit us up, Facebook, Twitter. Real Buzz Takes. We're the Real Buzz Crew. Thank you so much for listening. Say Good bye, night. Keenan. Goodbye, Keenan. Oh, thank you.